What is the most fundamental rule of life that you should adopt? What's this overarching principle that can have a massive impact on everything else you do as well? I'm going to give it to you. Are you ready? Here it is. Rule number one. Stand up straight with your shoulders back. It may sound comical and innocent, but it actually has a profound impact on your overall experience of reality. This is not some self-help positive thinking bullshit, but it's programmed into your physiology and psyche. Jordan Peterson, who is a Canadian clinical psychologist at the University of Toronto, talks about this in his latest book, The 12 Rules of Life, An Antidote to Chaos. Rule number one, stand up straight with your shoulders back, is a meditation on the habits and dominant hierarchies of lobsters that can apply to humans as well. And in this episode of the Body, Mind Empowerment podcast, we're going to be talking about exactly that. Welcome, my name is Seem, and uh, I hope you're ready for this little small special episode that I'm going to do about the first rule, rule number one. Do you want to know? what it is body mind empowerment get stronger faster smarter quicker friendlier more helpful more driven everything the body needs control your mind so basically a while back many years ago jordan peterson read some papers on lobsters and he made an insightful discovery Namely, he found that the way lobsters hold their body and what posture they're in had a predictive outcome on their position in the lobster dominance hierarchy and their neurochemical future, if we could call it as such. He looked at many studies done on lobsters and found that male lobsters engage in fights with each other and it's a way of establishing themselves in the dominance hierarchy of the group. So these creatures engage in, in dominance disputes and, and I think dominance is the right way to think about it because lobsters aren't very empathic and they're not very social. And so it really is the toughest lobster that wins. The lobster who wins the battle will experience this boost in confidence and audacity, namely because of a surge in a neurotransmitter called serotonin. Serotonin is the feel-good neurotransmitter that makes you feel fulfilled and pleased. And what's so cool about the lobster is that when, when a lobster wins, he flexes and gets bigger, so he looks bigger. Because he's a winner, it's like he's advertising that. And this is going to increase the winning lobster's position in the dominance hierarchy, which gives them access to more food, better mating opportunities, better shelter, less stress, and an overall physiological performance-enhancing effect. The victorious lobster who's running high on elevated serotonin is going to feel better and more confident about itself. And this is going to make it hold a more dominant and upright posture. They're literally going to hold themselves and look more dominant because of that. This, in turn, will have an additional neurochemical boost that can increase serotonin even more. And this is going to increase the chances of being victorious in the future again. The lobster who loses the battle will experience a decrease in serotonin levels, which make it feel more inferior, more pathetic, more stressed out, less eager and confident to engage with the world and is gonna basically go through this full-blown depression almost. This is also going to reflect in the losing lobster's future success. They're not gonna get access to that much food which makes them weaker. They're not going to get as many mating opportunities which creates more stress. They're not going to sleep well because of their low serotonin levels 
and they're less likely to win the next fight because of this impeding feeling of apathy. The biological, the neurochemical system that makes him flex is serotonergic. And you think, well, who cares? What the hell does that mean? Well, tell you what it means. It's the same chemical that's affected by antidepressants in human beings. And so, like, if you're depressed, you're a defeated lobster. Like, you're, you're like this. I'm small. I'm not, you know, things are dangerous. I don't want to fight. You give someone an antidepressant, it's like up, they stretch, and then they're ready to, like, take on the world again. Well, if you give lobsters who just got defeated in a fight serotonin, then they stretch out and they'll fight again. Serotonin deficiencies in general lead to irritability, aggression, pain, depression, suicide, alcohol and drug use, eating and binging behavior, obsessive compulsive disorder, chronic pain, seizures, hypoglycemia, insomnia, and a disruption in circadian rhythms. So it's this impeding doom of neurotransmitters. It just blows you away because it's so remarkable and significant. Your entire experience of reality is rooted in your physiological experience, which stems from the sensory stimuli and your perceptions of it. In lobsters particularly, serotonin governs status, emotional regulation and posture, just like it does in human beings. So it's safe to say that, or to at least presume, that the same effect happens in a human nervous system as well. And that's, like, we separated from those creatures on the evolutionary timescale somewhere between 350 and 600 million years ago, and the damn neurochemistry is the same. Like Jordan Peterson himself says, lobsters' neurochemistry is actually very well understood because they have a very simple nervous system, and it can give some insight into understanding organisms with much more complex nervous systems as well, such as humans. It was funny because I revealed this finding. You know, I didn't discover this, I read about it, but I talked to my graduate students about it. I used to take them out for breakfast, you know, and they were a very contentious, snappy bunch. And, uh, and they were always trying to one-up each other, and they were quite witty, and for like six months, until it got very annoying, every time one of them one up the other, they'd stretch themselves out and like snap their hands like... <laughs> so... The way you hold your body has a tremendous impact on your psychology as well as physiology. So the question you need to ask yourself is, what kind of a message are you sending to your brain with your posture? There have been previous studies in humans already showing that holding a more confident body posture actually increases confidence and boosts testosterone. Standing in a particular position literally unleashes neurochemicals into your brain that make you perceive the world as either a friendly or a hostile place. This intricate perception is the key to reality as it unravels in your psyche. As far as you're concerned, you're already living in a psychological matrix of your own mind. Evolution hasn't designed your brain to seek out the truth in reality. It's designed to make you look at the world through your subjective lens. And like Albert Einstein also said, the most important decision you can ever make is to choose whether or not you live in a friendly or a hostile universe. Whenever you stand up straight with your shoulders back, you're not only keeping your joints and back healthy, but you will also boost your confidence. This can turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy with detrimental consequences. If you hold yourself slouched over, you'll start to feel more pathetic and weak which will reinforce the idea that you are a pathetic human being and you're gonna keep holding yourself in that slouch position and you'll keep feeling like you are a pathetic person. If, however, you hold yourself upward and straight, you'll feel more confident and you'll be more eager to take action in the world. Because you'll feel more confident, you'll achieve more positive feedback about your actions, which in turn releases serotonin inside your brain. 
Serotonin makes you feel even better about yourself, thus boosting your confidence even further, thus making you seek out even more positive reinforcement, thus boosting your confidence and serotonin even further. The circle always ends up back where it started, and it's very difficult to break out of the vicious feedback loop if you're stuck inside of it. That's why stress and low levels of serotonin literally gonna keep dragging you down into that same downward spiral. And one of the other things that's really cool about lobsters is that, um, let's say you've been like top lobster for a long time, but you're getting kind of old, and some young lobster just, you know, wails the hell out of you, and, and so you're all depressed. But the thing is, your brain is dominant. But you don't have much of a brain because you're a lobster. And so now what are you going to do? Because you just lost. And the answer is, well, your brain will dissolve. And then you'll grow a subordinate brain. Yeah, and so that's worth thinking about too, right? Here, for a couple of reasons. First of all, if any of you have ever been seriously defeated in life, you know what that's like. It's like it's a death, a descent, a, a dissolution, and if you're lucky, a regrowth. And, and maybe not as the same person. That's what happens to people with post-traumatic stress disorder, right? Their brains undergo permanent neurological transformation. And, and they then inhabit a world that's much more dangerous than the world that they inhabited to begin with. But If you're a lobster at the bottom of the dominance hierarchy, then you're at the bottom because you feel so bad about yourself. And that's going to impede your attempts of improving your circumstances. You're going to keep self-sabotaging yourself because you feel so wrecked. We also know too, if you have post-traumatic stress disorder or depression, that your hippocampus shrinks. Right? It dies and shrinks. And you can sometimes get it to grow back. Your hippocampus shrinks and your amygdala grows. And the amygdala increases emotional sensitivity. And the hippocampus inhibits emotional sensitivity. And so if you've been badly defeated, the hippocampus shrinks and the amygdala grows. Now, if you recover, the hippocampus will regrow. And antidepressants actually seem to help that. But the damn amygdala never shrinks again. And so, well, so that's another lesson from the lobster. It's quite a terrifying one, but... But it's one, like, it's so interesting that you can relate to that, right? It's like, I get what that poor crustacean's going through, you know. <laughs> this principle, or this rule, it doesn't just apply to lobsters or human physiology, but it can be found in physics as well. Newton's first law of motion is this. An object at rest stays at rest, and an object in motion stays in motion unless acted upon by an opposing force. It means that if you are stressed out or if you feel lazy and want to procrastinate, then you are more prone to keep feeling more stressed out than keep procrastinating. The self-fulfilling prophecy will continue to recreate itself because it's easier to stay motionless if you are already standing still. But if you are in motion, then it's very easy to stay in motion because you are already moving forward. That's why you have to recognize whenever you're verging on this edge of chaos and you're starting to feel incapable of handling this stress. It's a potential danger that may put you on the back burner permanently and keep you in this state of chronic stress. To not fall into this downward spiral of apathy and low serotonin levels, you have to keep yourself in an optimal physiological state so your mind could feel as if you're winning and rocking the world. Because this compounding effect of momentum, it can either take you to the top or drag you down into the bottom. Albert Einstein also said that the compounding effect is the eighth wonder of the world. Like attracts more like, addiction leads to more addiction, momentum creates more momentum, 
and poor posture creates even more poor posture which will lower your serotonin levels which will make you feel less confident about yourself which will keep you in this state of low energy and which will ultimately drag you down into the depths serotonin and serotonin regulates negative emotion and the more negative emotion that you experience the more cortisol you produce and cortisol in high levels is toxic and it suppresses your immune system so your brain gets damaged and you you gain weight and you get diabetes and maybe you develop Alzheimer's disease and you're more prone to cancer and heart disease and all of those things and so that's just not so good. So I hate to be the apocalypse messenger but I hope you start paying more attention to how you hold your body and what conversations you have with yourself because it literally determines your perception of reality. There are many additional things that determine your outlook on life like your self-talk, the people you surround yourself with, what nutrition you consume, how you sleep and so on. But the easiest thing you can do right now is to correct your posture, to stand up straight with your shoulders back. And I'm sure that after you, you know, correct your posture, you're going to feel more confident and you're going to experience less apathy. It literally takes seconds. And of course, while you're at it, why not draw this nice little smile on your face as well because <laughs> smiling is great and uh, it's, it's it's another one of those incredible biohacks that's going to change your outlook on life this will make you feel better about yourself which will make you talk in a more positive way about yourself which will make you see yourself in better light which will give you more confidence to take more action in life and to experience more victories in life and this is going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Ha, gotcha. So if you do feel like you're stuck in negative emotions, too much stress and low serotonin, then you need to hit the brakes. You need to stop completely, push your shoulders back, correct your posture, draw a smile on your face and keep going. This rule number one, it comes from Jordan Peterson's latest book, The 12 Rules of Life which I highly recommend every human being to read because it not only delves into the psychological nature of human consciousness, but it also can help you to find meaning in a universe that is indifferent to conscious experiences. But if you want to know how to not only fix your posture, but to also optimize your nutrition, sleep and neurotransmitter, then definitely keep on listening to this podcast and watch my YouTube videos. But you can also get my Body, Mind, Empowerment Handbook free ebook. I'll leave the links in the show notes for you. It covers all of the fundamentals of, of proper nutrition, sleep, exercise, mindfulness, cold thermogenesis and all those things that, that we've been talking about. And I also think that it comes to show again how your body and mind, how they're so intertwined and connected with each other. You can't, you can't just focus on one aspect and expect that everything else is going to be perfect you know you have to approach it as a holistic system because as we found out the way you hold your body the way you stand is literally gonna determine your psychological experience of reality as well and vice versa so that's it for this episode i kind of wanted to jump in and uh, reveal this one of the most profound rules or principles of life you should adopt but thanks for listening make sure you Leave us a review on iTunes and other social media platforms.
because it's gonna boost my serotonin levels, which is gonna make me produce better content, which is going to help to spread the word of of this podcast, and uh, which can then you know <laughs> it can increase your well-being as well. So definitely, it's it's an upward spiral for all of us. Click the like, subscribe, leave a comment, push your shoulders back, stand up straight. Thanks for listening. My name is Seem. Stay engaged. Stay empowered.